Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant, turned boutique owner, turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson. I'm excited that you're back here again. I recently have been told that I have a voice for podcasts, and I think it's true. I just turn right on and I start talking like this, and it's actually so funny. But Today, I want to talk about something that is kind of an evergreen topic, meaning that this podcast can be listened to over and over, and no matter what point in your journey uh, of starting your boutique, this is going to help you. I think that everyone should start a boutique that wants to. This is something that I fiercely advocate for. I don't think you should hold yourself back. Like, we only live once. Start a boutique, do it responsibly, and do it with money that's your own so that you make good choices about your buys and you make good choices as you start to build this business. I think here's where I want to go in this podcast. I want to talk about some of the overwhelming parts, some of the anxiety producing parts of starting a boutique, really what the priority should be every day as you are starting this boutique. Also, some of the must-have things that you really need to think about, focus on, have in your boutique business. Let's start off with some of the most exciting, overwhelming, anxiety-producing things that you possibly can have to deal with in starting up a boutique. Now, I think that most people start boutiques because they want to buy clothes and sell them. They love style, they love fashion, or maybe they love gifts or home, or kids clothes, whatever that situation is. You know, maybe you were in a spot where there was no good stores for your children, so you open one. I would say that's exciting. You're living your dream. It's also nerve-wracking because people aren't going to support you. They're not going to understand what you're doing. We have been raised, especially in the United States, to be employees, okay? And that is a huge shift from employee to employer, That's what you're moving into. You're growing a business where you are the first employee. I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't have employees. It's just me. Hey, yo, you are an employee, FYI. So please take that seriously and treat yourself as such. You know, pay yourself from day one. Give yourself days off. Oh my God. You know how many people are like, I work 24 seven all the time, every minute. I'm like, we're not curing a rare disease. We are selling clothes. We are selling gift items. Are we doing healing work? And are we changing women and men and kids lives? Absolutely all day long. But it does not require your undying commitment and overachiever hustle mode to be successful. It just doesn't. You know, I think there's a healthy amount of work that you put into a business, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, maybe 60 hours a week as you're starting to ramp up. That's a lot of time. I was doing the math and I've been working a lot at night. And if I work three to four nights a week for three to four hours, right, it's anywhere from like nine to 16 hours, something like that. And that's a lot of time. Now I do work during the day too, but 16 hours back in my schedule where I can get things done, that's huge for me, right? Especially when a podcast takes half an hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, somewhere around there 
that's like an extra two to three podcasts a week that I can catch up on and get ahead. So what I'm saying is that not everything is going to be perfect as you open this store. You are going to get really excited about buying. You're going to get really excited about maybe doing your branding or picking out fixtures if you're opening a brick and mortar. There's going to be genuinely very exciting things that tend to be the creative things. I find that most often boutique owners that open, open up because they are creative. That means too, you are doing all the buying. You're the one making that final decision for how much to buy. I think that's the most exciting part. I'm a buyer. I'm a product person. I will talk to you about product assortment all day long. What I think is hard though, is understanding as you start, you want to have breadth, not depth. You want to have a good amount across of styles, but you don't want to be deep in them. This is like a one pack game as you start out. Now that can be overwhelming. It can be anxiety producing. And like I said, it's very exciting. If you do not have a plan, you are planning to fail with this though. You need to sit down and write out a plan, how much you're going to buy, how much you're willing to pay for things, what you're going to charge. If you're in Boutique Basics Bootcamp, my course, that's a level one course for anyone that's, you know, zero to six months or pre-launch to six months in your boutique up to like a year in your boutique. I want you to get to the point you're making two to $3,000 a month. That's where you can kind of say, okay, I've started. I'm really rocking and rolling. And listen, it's going to take probably a couple months. It's going to take some time. What I will tell you is that your buying plan is going to be a huge piece of that. Like I said, in bootcamp, we have a module that helps you lay out exactly how much you want to buy what you're going to charge, what you're going to look for in terms of wholesale cost. And that's what you're going to base your buys on. You're not going to just open up a wholesale website and start buying willy nilly. That is not how we do this. I see so many people that come to me two, three, four, six months after they open. They're like, Emily, I bought all the wrong stuff. I have to restart. Yep, I know it happens all the time. This is normal. Do not expect to get your first buy correct. If we're all being honest, The bottom line is that you have to save some money out of your startup money to fix your problem. So whether that problem is something sold really well and you need to chase back into it or something sold terribly and you need to replace it, mark it down, like move to the next, you need some extra money behind the scenes. So one way to help eliminate some of your anxiety as you start your boutique is to have a little bit of like a side pool of money. And that money is going to be not spent until you really need it and you really need it to buy inventory and you've really done all you can to sell the inventory that you started with. You've learned as much as you can. You've posted it seven times. You've gone to some pop-ups. I mean, you think everyone from here to the moon has seen your opening assortment. When that happens, okay, then maybe you can go dip in if you need to use some of that money. But the goal with boutiques is that they are self-funded. They, you know, sort of as they get up and running, the money that you make when you sell your product, you are reinvesting a portion of that back into your inventory. So it's important to understand that balance. It's important to understand that if you're not selling, then you're not making money, duh, Emily. This leads me to my second piece here is it's very important to understand your daily priority is selling. A lot of people have this wrong. They say posting is my priority. No, it's not. Selling. If that means posting, 
fine. If that means going to a mom's group and going with your clothes on and maybe carrying some business cards or some little flyers or bringing some free stickers for the kids that you have that you, you know, ship out with, that is your priority. What is going to lead you to a sale? And here's what I want you to know is that it takes a lot of posting to get a sale. The amount of people that come in and they're like, I've been open for a month and I really just haven't sold that much. How much are you focused on selling? How much are you showing up for your business? Are you in all the pictures? Are you the model? Are you doing too many giveaways? There is a really fine balance of how to launch your boutique. When you overcomplicate it and when you don't just focus on selling, you make it harder on yourself. I'm not always selling and I should be. It's actually really bad. I feel like I'm the least pushy salesperson, but if I'm being honest behind the scenes, I'm like, everyone should take Boutique Basics Bootcamp. Every single person that starts a boutique should be required to take it by the National Board of Boutique Association. I just made that up. That doesn't exist. The amount of people that manage to actually make really good money and be like air quote successful, whatever the heck that means. They are in the point where they're happy with their income. They'll come to me and I'm like, wow, you have some fundamental things totally off. I don't know how you screwed the system. Generally, it's because the person is extremely outgoing. They have a big social circle. You know, they've kind of skipped over because they are the influencer and they're the ones running this store. It's important for you to understand the fundamentals and it's important for you to understand that as long as you're focused on selling, show up every day and you really are showing up in your business, showing your face, using your voice, you will eventually start to make sales. Now, if you come out the gate and you're making sales and you're doing great, congratulations. Now the fear is how do I keep it going? Well, you keep it going by studying your sales learning about your business as it morphs and grows. It is an organic being that is going to change over time. And you are going to have to be curious. You're going to have to be observant and you're going to have to be a really good listener to understand how are you going to actually grow this boutique? There are certain levers. There are certain places to look. Retail is a very simple business. You sell clothes or you sell items. The deal is, is that we only make money in two ways. One, by selling a product. When we sell that, we make the total revenue of that product, right? We need to sell more to make more money if we think about it from a revenue perspective, right? So we need to sell more quantity to make more money. Now, let's take a step back. The other way to grow, make more money in your business is to charge more. I don't need you to raise your prices by like $50. I need you to do two things. I need you to understand what costs could go down, wholesale costs, and what prices could or should go up. This is easy because I think everyone's undercharging. I think 90% of you listening are probably undercharging, even if it's by a dollar or two. Go add that extra dollar or two. Inflation also means that you get to charge more. Things are more expensive. So people's tolerance for paying things is much higher. Now, are you going to get the people that drop off because they say, oh, inflation, wah, wah, and I'm not spending money? For sure. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There are plenty of people out there making plenty of money still. Have costs gone up? Yes, but guess what? They're quickly going down. I've read somewhere that the past four weeks, as of the time I'm recording this, costs of gas, goods, everything, it's all gone down every single week. I think we may have reached the height of what we're looking at. And again, I'm not an economist. What I'll tell you is 
There are plenty of boutiques that during this time have been still been doing great. If you're not one of them, that's okay. But think about how can I talk to the person who does want to buy? What are they buying? What can I be selling them? And how am I selling that? Part of having your priority be selling is the fact that you are going to want to set yourself up with systems that are easy to use, that are flexible, and that can really grow with you. I have always liked Shopify. I know people have their issues with it and that's okay. I have yet to find a perfect system because I don't really think technology is perfect. Now, I do like comments sold as well. I especially like them for live selling and and comment selling people that are really into being the face and the voice of their business do really well with comments sold. Honestly, I think that if I started a boutique again, I would sign up for comments sold and use Shopify as part of my back end so that I could get some of the reporting that um, Shopify offers. I don't know. I feel like something about Shopify, I just really like Shopify as a storefront as well. It's just like really flexible. So I think I would use them integrated, which you can totally do. It's more expensive, of course, on the back end, but I would totally be a live seller if I were to start my boutique again, which maybe that'll happen someday. You need a a POS system that is flexible, that allows you to grow. I think a lot of people are using like Venmo and PayPal and you get to decide how easy things need to be. For your point of sale system, for your inventory management, that's something that can be handled through a software like Shopify or like Comments Sold. And then as you're doing your accounting and you're figuring out your profit and loss and you know working on taxes, all of those bank accounts that are attached to Shopify, those are gonna get connected into a QuickBooks account or something similar to QuickBooks like Bench or there's there's a bunch of new ones now, Collective. And those systems are going to help you understand really how much you are making after expenses, after all that stuff. That is gonna be a huge piece of this and I think important for you to see each month how QuickBooks shakes out for you because it's one thing to see your total revenue in Shopify or Common Sold. They're gonna give you how much money you've made. It's a total other thing to understand what costs are going into this, what your cost of goods sold is, which is your inventory. Even if you think, well, Emily, I only sold $500 last month. What did you spend money on? What was worth the money you spent? Did you go to do some pop-ups and maybe they weren't worth the money? Okay, so make a note of your on your calendar. What did you try that worked? What did you try that didn't work? I think honestly, keeping a journal of your weeks or your months of like what is really working for you and where things are really going is becoming more aware of your business. And frankly, I might just even start that as a notebook. So look forward to that because I think that so many of us don't talk about what's really working and what's really not working. And to be honest with you, so many people get on the phone with me and they're like, uh, it's just not a good month, like automatically. And I'm like, well, you're trending to do close to what you did last month and it's only the ninth of the month. We're so quick to count ourselves out, especially if we've had a rough night of sleep or if we're just feeling activated or things have been rough in our life. I think as you start your business, and and frankly, I guess we're talking about as we're growing your business, thinking about what's working and what's not working and always refining that is going to be so huge for you as you grow. All right, so back to our original topic, which was starting a boutique, things that you need, what's the, you know, things that are anxiety producing, what are your priorities and what are some must-haves. I also will say some must-haves as you start a boutique are perseverance, are thick skin, ears that you can just like earmuff because you don't want to hear what people have to say, 
I also think that it's important to have someone that supports you. I mean, you know, I think so many of us have at least one person. I hope you have at least one person that you can just text. I mean, I'm so grateful I have a couple people that I can just kind of vomit text when things are hard and and when things are good as well. But they don't need to respond. They don't need to fix my problem. They don't need to rescue me. They just, you know, are there to listen and kind of just like, like the text message, you know, like do the double tap with the heart on the text. And that's what we all need. So I am going to also add that a must have is someone that is supportive. And I don't mean supportive. And then they ask you how how much money you make, you know, after, oh, how much did you make? You know, they're, they're unconditionally supportive. Like, wow, we need this to make money. You know, if you need this to make money, then maybe don't do it. It just takes a long time to grow a business. It doesn't matter what business it is. There's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme unless you're going to win the lottery, which like I would love. So let's hook that up universe. Honestly, that is so important to have someone who unconditionally can support you, who can just say, wow, that sucks. That's tough. Congratulations. That's awesome. Those are the people that we need more of in our lives. And maybe it starts by you being that for yourself. I often walk around talking to myself. And now I just talk to Adeline, my daughter. I just keep it upbeat. I think that a lot of us have a running negative dialogue in our head because we haven't become activated enough or aware enough to really change it. And that is one of the things that in all of my courses, this is part of mindset work. And, you know, mindset work is like kind of woo-woo and it's controversial and all this stuff. When I talk about mindset work, I just mean like, don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. Ask for help when you need it. If you have serious trauma, get a therapist, get help. These are all the things that I see as being so important. The things that are going to change the game for you and your boutique business. At the end of the day, there's no such perfect definition of success. There's no quick road to making a bunch of money. As I say always, from the littlest boutiques to the Omega Boutique, someone named them. So everyone has problems. Let's be real, okay? It is 2022. It is, this is life. Everyone has their issues. So if you think someone across the street is getting off scot-free, they are not. They have their own probs. Focus on yourself. Pick yourself up. Cheer yourself up. Even if it is talking to your kids and being like, hey, tell me I'm doing a good job. I tell them they're doing a good job, right? Like, why can't you just have like a hype family where you just all hype each other up. I am down with that. Maybe you need some girlfriends or some guy friends in your life that just hype you up. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your sister. I don't know. But ask them to ramp up the hype. Like say, listen, I'm going through a little bit of a tough time. Life's hard. I'm feeling a little bit off. Do you think we could just like hype each other up a little bit and remind each other who we are? Because starting a boutique is not easy. Growing a boutique is not easy. But It is fun and it does get to be exciting and whimsical and life-giving and really like making your dreams come true, all that cheesy stuff. So let it, let it make your dreams come true. If you're at the beginning of your journey, hang on. It's going to be okay and you're going to do great, but it's going to take a little time. And that's just me being realistic, you know? I did not have a baby overnight. It took a lot of weeks 
and a lot of illnesses and a lot of like crying and a lot of vulnerability. And that's what opening a boutique is like. And that is going to be another podcast for me. So I'm going to wrap it up because I want to do a podcast about how becoming a parent and being pregnant is like entrepreneurship. I'm sure you'll see it soon. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I would love if you left a review. I would love if you wrote into us with topics that you want me to talk about. Like, give me some, throw me some bones here, guys. I would love some ideas. And I absolutely hope that this podcast has served you well, no matter what stage you're in and and no matter where you're listening to it. I hope you feel different. That is the goal of my podcast, for you to feel different at the end and get excited about making lots of friends and making lots of money. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to go ahead and scroll down if you're on the Apple podcast or Spotify and leaving us a quick rating and review, we would really appreciate it. It helps more amazing boutique CEOs just like you find this podcast and this incredible free resource. Thanks again for listening and we will see you in a few weeks.